Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. My name is Michaela Terencany and together with my today's guests, Dave Rubin, I will take you for a trip to the small Carpathians. A small announcement before we start. You can now subscribe to our travel podcast for free on iTunes, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Join us on your favorite podcast platform. And let's talk about traveling. Hi, Dave. Hi. Um, so thank you for accepting the invitation for this podcast. Uh, but first of all, I would like to hear something about about you. You've been living in Slovakia for 10 years now, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. How did you end up here in, in the middle of Europe? <laughs> It was one of those things. I was traveling around the world and uh, I stopped in Bratislava. And while I was here, I made friends uh, with people, one of whom ended up being my business partner. And after several delicious Slovak beers, they convinced me that I should stay and open a language school with them. And I've been here ever since. Okay, but you're not a teacher by profession originally? No, I'm a lawyer by profession originally. And I spent almost seven years practicing law in New York City and then decided that while the money was really fantastic, everything else about it sucked. And uh, I really, I was burned out. There, There's no other way to describe it. And uh, so I decided that I was going to go away for a while. Mm-hmm. And I went to Asia for six months. And while I was in Cambodia at the temples of Angkor Wat, I walked into an ESL class. It was being taught by a local Cambodian man to a group of Buddhist monks with orange robes and bald heads and and it was there in the middle of the jungle and I and I, I just I really couldn't believe it so I stood and I watched for a while and the teacher invited me to participate in the class and I said hmm this is an interesting idea uh, I like teaching and uh, I could teach English and travel around the world and 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 see more of the world and uh, so I did And while I was wandering around the world, I stopped in the middle of Europe for, uh, you know, just a year to work for a language school here. And uh, I've been here ever since. Okay. So as an English teacher, what can you tell us about the English skills of Slovaks? The traveler who comes to Slovakia, what should they expect? <laughs> in and around Bratislava, the quality of English is very good. Mm-hmm. The, to the point where anyone who speaks English can get just about anything they want in the private sector. In the public sector, things are not quite as good, but we all have hopes that that will improve in the future. Outside of Bratislava, it depends on how big the community is that you're visiting. Uh, Košice, for example, the quality of English is excellent. In some of the other big and medium-sized communities, also, there are many people that will speak at least a basic level of English. Once you get outside of those communities, you may be better off with Hungarian or German for the old people or the people who still remember the Russian that they studied in primary school 40 years ago. Okay. So, uh, you've been around Slovakia mm-hmm. in, in these past 10 years. What's your favorite place? Where do you like to go back to? It's it's very difficult to say. Slovakia is so diverse, east to west, north to south. The geography is different. The people are different. The cultures and traditions are different. It really depends on what time of the year it is and what kind of activities that I want to be involved in. I have to say that uh, 
I'm a city boy primarily. I'm from Brooklyn, and so I like urban places. And so I typically will go to big cities. That that's what I'm accustomed to. Uh, so Bratislava, Košice, Tarnava has come a long, long way in the last few years and is really red hot at the moment. Uh, Trenčín, uh, Banska Bystrica has the best dance club in Slovakia in it. So, uh, no, all of those places are excellent. In terms of nature, uh, it, it depends on what it is that you're looking for. Obviously, the Tatras are uh, famous and they deserve to be famous for hiking, for skiing, uh, for just being in nature. Uh, I have to say that I have a, a friend of mine and a former colleague who moved to Miova, and the nature there is just beautiful with the so rolling this is like hills. A, northwest. Yes, north, northwestern mm-hmm. Slovakia. Uh, the, the countryside is just beautiful. It, it's horse country, but the hills are rolling and it's beautiful for biking or even for a drive. It It, it really depends on what you are interested in seeing and what you're interested in doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that you are interested in seeing, as you told me before, are the castles mm-hmm. of the small Carpathians. Absolutely. This is perhaps also a very convenient destination for someone living in Bratislava. It is, yes. Because, I mean, you can even hike uh, to some of the castles directly from the city. Absolutely. If you are in for a longer hike, that is. Mm-hmm. So... Why uh, do the castles fascinate you? Yes. And um, what's so fascinating about them for you? I'm an American. We we don't, we don't have history like this. And uh, it is the history that calls to me first. Mm-hmm. It is knowing that I can find out who built this particular building and how long it was occupied and which invading army knocked it down and where the money came from to build it. And all of these things are, are fascinating. And then I can actually go up to these castles or to these ruins and figure out why they built them this way. Obviously, they were there so that they had uh, uh, defensive positions on hillsides or so that they could view into the next valley or the valley over. And all of these things are, are really interesting to me. Uh, and so it, it's fantastic that there are so many of them so close to where I live that I can go and explore a different one every weekend, basically. So which one's your favorite so far? Oh, it's difficult. The, the, there are so many within such a short distance. I have to say that probably Plavetsky Hrad is probably the most interesting, but it's because every time I go there, even though it's a ruin, the weather is so unbelievably perfect to stand up there and to be able to see into Austria and to be able to see three or four other castles from that place. It's just, it's gorgeous. Just gorgeous. So how do you usually uh, go there? Do you usually drive up mm-hmm. to the Plavetsky Hrad? Well, I'll drive down to the bottom of it, to mm-hmm. the village at the bottom of it. Uh, I have a dog and mm-hmm. he's very happy to go anywhere we want to go. So it, it depends. If it's going to be someplace like Devin or or uh, Paistun, which are two castles very close to the city of Bratislava, then we can hike out there. Or we could even take public transportation if we wanted to. For ones that are outside of the city, then yes, uh, to, to have a, a car or a bicycle would get you out there without any great difficulty. Mm-hmm. So Devin is pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically considered one of Bratislava's uh, castles. Mm-hmm. But what about Paistun? This is uh, a lesser known, but still 
worth seeing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, my experience is, is that most foreigners have no idea it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, Slovaks do. Uh, every time I'm up there, the place is full. Uh, but yes, it, it is not as well known as Devin. It also is a, a ruin and it's... Uh, it's on a hillside, which means that if you want to get up and see it, you got to do a little bit of hiking. It's not a hard hike, but uh, if you are a lazy American like I am, sometimes climbing up a hill is is not always the, a fun thing to do. Although once you get up to the top, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. One of the castles that are still um, these uh, that, that you can still see also from the inside is the Červený Kamen. Yes. This is a little bit off um, uh, away from Bratislava. Do you go there? Do, do you like to see the history there as well? Or do you prefer ruins rather? Um, I I like Chervini Common. Uh, it, is, uh, it gives you a sense of what these places actually looked like. Obviously, it has been modernized and is designed to attract tourists. And so it probably is not as traditional as it could be. But they work very hard there to try and give people a sense of who the people were that lived there at one time and what the furniture looked like and what the artwork looked like. And all of this is very interesting. Mm -hmm. What about the cellars? Have you been to the cellars? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I actually have been there several times. Uh, my girlfriend's parents come from a village called Dolany, mm -hmm. which is just the next village down from where Chervini Common is. So I have been there many times and driven past it even more than that. Um, and so, yeah, I, with the exception of going to see the, the Halloween show, which I've never been to, mm -hmm. I've been there basically all other times of the year. And it, it's lovely. Uh, for people who do not get to see castles very often, especially for Americans or Canadians or, or Australians, it's certainly worth a trip. There's uh, regional buses that go there. It's very easy to get to. There's uh, good food and good beer right there at the castle, and it's certainly worth a trip. Yeah, sometimes they do these antiques markets uh, mm -hmm. and and also these this shows of uh, these reenactments mm -hmm. of, of some historical events. Slovaks are very so. proud of this. I, I, I see this all over the place, uh, that, that there are many people that are very interested in the old ways. Um, I have to say that as a New Yorker, it was very surprising when I came here and saw people carrying broadswords on the public transportation, but it's because they are part of some historical reenactment group and they are practicing their sword fighting and they are carrying their sword on the way to their trainings. Um, in in a variety of the castles I've been to, you, you can see these things. Uh, Trench Inn Castle also has these historical reenactments. And I'm trying to remember whether it was in Speech when I was there the last time where they had something like this also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in but, East. Yes, mm -hmm. but the, 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 the costumes, the clothing are different from place to place because everybody is very acutely aware of what region they come from and, and what traditional costumes they are supposed to wear. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And this probably also goes for all these efforts that we now see also in the small Carpathians with people trying to preserve the castle ruins. There are several initiatives, I mm -hmm. know, around some castles, uh, for example, Dobra Voda. Mm -hmm. Chakice. Uh, this Chakice. Mm -hmm. So have you ever thought of helping out <laughs> as a volunteer? I'm not sure that I actually would be of great assistance. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that would nail my fingers to the stone. Um but uh, 
the spirit is willing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is something that I would be interested in. Uh, there isn't a lot of information about it. Yeah. And uh, I suspect that if these restoration societies and organizations did publicize it more, there would certainly be more interest from individuals or even from uh, companies. I know that there are team buildings where companies will send people out to restore things, and castles are part of this nation's history. They need to be preserved, because otherwise they will. They'll fall down, and nobody will ever have them again. Yeah. We are now at the height of autumn in Slovakia. It's a very nice autumn mm-hmm. Beautiful. these days. Uh, what's your favorite season to go explore the small Carpathians? Uh, spring and autumn are really best uh just for the color on the hillside there is a, a two or two and a half week period here in the spring where the green in the forest around these castles is just it's indescribable but it's unbelievable and and to to climb up on the top of the hill and to walk through these forests and see these things it's remarkable Uh, in the autumn as well, the the leaves are changing, and to be able to look over several valleys and have a blue sky above you and yellows and oranges on the trees, it's really fantastic. Yeah, it is. So you should probably go and see for yourself. If you visit Bratislava, it's definitely worth getting out of the city. Absolutely. And and seeing some of the beautiful nature around and learning uh, some history in the process. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you. For being on the podcast and I hope that we will hear from you sometime again. I would like that. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know on Facebook or by email. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our travel guides. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybár and Matej Ohrablo for post-production of this podcast. This podcast is available on Spectator.sk, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts and Spotify, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.